You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Welcome, everybody, to Build the Beach for Us by Us special. I am here right now with several different guests, and I can't wait to dive into them about all the things that are happening with the Build the Beach for Us by Us redevelopment project at Rainier Beach High School. But we're also going to be diving into several other projects that LIDIC has going on, which is why we are right here at North Gate Elementary. I got it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they are actually building a new school right here along the old school. So I'm going to start off with my guy, Rick Dimmer here. What's up, Rick? How you been? It's good to see you. Hey, great to see you as well. And it's been a while. So I want to make sure our audience remembers all that you're doing on this Build the Beach for Us by Us project. Tell us more about our three community services. Well, we're a nonprofit. We started off really started off with a, with a, with a, a passion for me, mentoring, learning how to mentor because I was mentored in prison in 2004 and uh, um, coming out of high school, didn't have no direction, ended up getting into the streets, ended up in prison, got mentorship, started becoming a mentor. I was asked to be a mentor and started teaching classes, did that. So R3 really started in prison. And over the years, as I moved around in different prisons and institutions, I kept teaching and um, I was asked to keep that that promise. And so this is really just keeping a prison promise. We created our nonprofit in 2015 and rocking with community ever since. Well, you were just sharing with me that not only do you have this, you know, history uh, with the prison yourself, but also even now that is a majority of the workforce that you're bringing on to projects like this. Tell us a bit about that connectivity and how you've kept it going. Just, I mean, staying committed to to that promise. Uh, going into uh, to uh, institutions, folks know that you know, reach out to me. They know that I'm someone who's kind of laying a blueprint for them. Um, coming home, being successful, and getting into a workforce, getting into a uh, a career where you're going to be able to take care of your family. You don't have to look over your shoulder. So when when you're doing that, you're doing the right things. You're connected with the right folks. You're connected with the right contractors to get a real opportunity. They, 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 they know they know how to find me. Well, uh, you know, another thing about this, I mean, we, we've been talking about this since we really started with, uh, you know, build the beach for us by us. And, you know, these are livable wage jobs. I mean, these are really, you know, career changing jobs. Tell us a bit about, you know, that impact that R3 has on, you know, uh, folks that are coming out of the in- these institutions, you know, really looking for a way to never have to go back to those institutions or turn back to the streets. I mean, it's it's not only for them, but just for everyday folks who are working two and three jobs. I mean, I love that story, too, Mm -hmm. you know, where you got a single mother who's working, you know, two, three jobs, you know, to make ends meet with, you know, one or two, three kids and and just you can come into a career where you're making more than those three jobs where you're having time for your kids. You're not stressed out. You know, and uh, and then now you're being able to pass on generational wealth. You're also being able to become a homeowner, uh, you know, get skills up in a trade and then become a business owner, which is the ultimate goal for us. Right. So not only for folks who are formerly incarcerated or justice, justice impacted, but also for ordinary day folks that need that opportunity to make a career wage. And we know there's plenty of people that need that opportunity. I mean, we talk about how, you know, Seattle has become really inaffordable for so many different families. And you, we also talk about poverty being something that really takes a lot of different shapes and forms. But you were also mentioning something about culture um, and work culture, yeah. having that strong work ethic. Tell us a bit about what that means to you and R3 to be able to kind of infuse that. I mean, this is, again, it's an open door, it's an opportunity, <laughs> but people got to walk through that door and they got to be ready. Listen, I mean, Miss Holiday, you know, we 
there's a lot of times where black folks and black communities saying we need this opportunity, need this opportunity. But are you going to be ready yeah. when that opportunity comes to your door and you've been knocking and it comes to you? Are you going to be ready? you know, to show up every day. So we have to also, like everybody has accountability here. Contractors have an accountability to provide the opportunity and the training. But as, as we as community, we have to be willing to get up every day, show up on time, which means early and give a thousand percent and not say, hey, you know, we're, we're looking for that. Hey, you guys owe me this or you owe me that. No, you know, folks are going to provide an opportunity for you, but you got to get up and earn it every day, just like everybody else. Yeah. And, and it's something special, I think, about your character being on jobs like this. Uh, tell us a bit about what it's meant to build this relationship with Lydic um, and bring all of your community expertise to the table on these projects. It's been a beautiful um, relationship. You know, there's some struggle as far as like on the outreach side of what we can do more. I feel like we can do more because I see different lenses of outreach that we've done over the years with all the contractors. But to be able to walk a job and not only so work with these folks and um, say outreach and then help get them in and then place them, but then walk these jobs with these folks and check on them, have a great relationship with the superintendents here. Eric is amazing, like open doors, like Rick, whenever you want, come on in and we'll walk the job together. And he'll give me 100%, this is what's going on with this worker, um, have a conversation with him. And then me and that worker will walk and we'll have a conversation, a one-on-one -on -one and like, hey, I need you to be accountable, mm -hmm. right? This is an opportunity, but don't, don't, get, don't get comfortable, yeah. right? So I love that relationship. That's the whole process of it, right? Get them in, but help them stay in and journey out. Because if folks aren't journeying out, then this is all for nothing. Yeah. And tell us a bit about what that means for some who may not understand journeying out. I mean, that's kind of where I think it, your career goes to the next level, right? So you just asked, like, what is, you know, all of the things that R3 is about and what we do is helping folks to journey out because life does happen. It happens to all of us. And so when life's happening, you got somebody that can grab you and say, hey, I got you. Um, and then working with the superintendent to say, hey, we got you. If you need more work on the, uh, more skills on the job site or off the job site, or you need support services, whatever that looks like, let's help you get there. But it's a journey. It's no less like that is a, a, a testament. You are going to go through a journey. Just like, you know, in church, we say you can't have a test, uh, testimony without a test. Yeah, yeah. You are going to go through some things in the trades. It's going to be tough. But the thing is, you have a family of support around you to get through it all. So we love having that relationship with the contractor, community, trades, unions. And we just make it all work. All these um, other um, community based organizations. We don't do this by ourselves. This is a collective effort. It takes a village. Yeah, I mean, we know this this motto in black community all too well about it taking a village. And I also think that that's that connectivity of us in black community. But a lot of these guys or, or ladies, you know, they see somebody like you and they think, OK, man, he's coming from the same lived experience that I have. You know, there's something that you personally really bring to this work. And tell us a bit about that, because I know that there's many people out here that you've been able to bring through this. But it's because they resonate with you, Rick. And I, I love that we have that 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 uh, that sense of connection. And I've always been a thousand, you know, like when we started our nonprofit, well, even now, the funding comes from me. Mm. I fund it because I believe in our people. I believe in everybody out there that needs an opportunity that that I was able to receive. And I know these the changes that are going to come from doing it. So I just love to do it. I'm blessed that Lydia gave me the opportunity to do it as a consultant. Mm -hmm. um, and so. Just for me, man, it's I, I can't I can't come up with the words to explain for me as a single father, being able to take care of my daughter, getting ready to send her to med school as a single as a single parent. Right. And being able to do that because of a a career in the construction industry that I received. 
It kept me out of prison. It kept me from going back. It kept me to be able to keep my promise to my daughter that I would stay out of trouble and take care of her. So I've been raising her for years and it's been beautiful. And I just want everybody to have that opportunity. You know, that's what I love so much. I mean, we need stories like this that truly exemplify what it means to not only have the opportunity, but to really soar through that opportunity. Um, and as you said, it takes a strong work ethic to do that. Now, tell us a bit about uh, Build the Beach for Us by Us, right? Like, yeah. I mean, this is something we've been I'm talking excited. to you guys about for a while. Tell us a bit about what has happened on your end since the last time we spoke. So we've been having uh, a lot of different, like, uh, individual outreach um uh, and then we're getting ready to do some more. So we've done the Carpenters Outreach where we were able to work with uh, Orlando and, um, and, and uh, Elvis, <laughs> Israel, um, and get them land on the project. And there are some other individuals, but again, it comes that commitment where you have to get up, you gotta get to class. And so the folks who are serious, they made it to the project. They're making, you know, family living wages. They're loving it out here. Um, we just did one with, the electric, uh, with electricians. Mm. And I think we had 29 individuals. Our cap was 30. And we had 29 folks show up on a Saturday with the uh, support of the IBW Electrician's Apprenticeship Program, skilled them up for a day, they loved it. We're getting ready to do one with the plumbers on this Saturday uh, with one of our subs on Rainier Beach, uh, Apollo in Adept, $50 million subcontract, and they are committed to doing the same work, which is let's work with folks that wanna get into the trades, show them what it's about, and then they did get to do a hands-on Let's see if these folks are really about it. And if they are, let's snatch them up and put them to work. Wow. I so mean, we have, we have a little bit more coming. I just got off the phone with another sub who's a trucking sub um, on the uh, Rainier Beach project. They're our demo sub. And they want to do a whole, let's bring all of our equipment out. That was today early at 12 o'clock for lunch. Um, uh, let's bring all of our equipment out. And it's a black contractor. Let's let folks get on all these different um, types of uh uh, operating machines, see what they got, and let's put them to work. Even if it's two or three, we changing lives. There we go. I mean, this right here is what it's all about, Rick. And I just really appreciate the intentionality of this project. You guys have been doing a lot of work in terms of outreach and community engagement. Um, I want you to tell me a bit about some of the, you know, responses that you're receiving from folks who have been able to like tap into all of these opportunities and that have been rocking with you for this project. Nothing but nothing but positivity, nothing but just like, thank you for this opportunity. Um, I, I chat with Israel and uh, Orlando, you heard from them later. Um, all all the time or I come out to the job site shout out to Rob and his team out there at um, Lake Haven Lake Haven I got there it right it this is. time okay so at Lake Haven and we do the same thing we walk the job checking out Israel and the crew over there and and we're able to do that consistently and so like I'm just I'm just happy to be a part of the projects well I'm happy that you're a part of the projects rig because honestly I think it really takes someone like yourself who has that lived experience that can really talk to folks and let them know where you're coming from where you came from and where you are today as that great example I mean obviously we got to give you a chance to make sure R3 gets his shout out and tell folks how they can connect with you if they're looking to get on with these projects right there and let folks know. So just visit us at r3communityservices.org. Um, click the sign up button. We'll connect you to all the folks that are looking for you. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, summertime is the best time to get in construction, but don't be fooled because you know Seattle rains and it gets cold. So don't think that it's always going to be hot outside or nice outside. That is not the truth in construction. You can reach r3communityservices.org. We have the plumbers coming up this Saturday and then we have an event with the uh, with the Carpenters, Northwest uh, Carpenters Institute uh, later on, I believe it's uh, June 11th. So, and some other stuff that we got going on this summer. So stay tuned. 
Rick Dimmer, thank you so much for your work and Appreciate your effort you. out here in community and your connection to these jobs and making sure that people have that opportunity that they then have to make something of themselves through that opportunity. Thank you so much, Rick. Thank you. It takes a village. Don't do it by myself. So, but th we appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks to the whole team. Yes. All right, y'all. Y'all heard it from Rick right there himself. You know, this is something that's so important to bring people into these contracts and to bring them into the jobs. You know, Rick is doing that work 100%. So glad that we were able to hear from him. We're going to be talking to some more folks. And he just mentioned a couple of names here, Orlando and Israel. Stay tuned after this, y'all. Welcome back, everybody, to Build the Beach for Us, by Us special. Right now, I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I get the opportunity to chat with Israel Presley. He is somebody who now has found himself on the job. What's up, Israel? What's happening? What's happening? Hey, how are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am well. I mean, and I got to say that, you know, talking to someone like you really gets me excited because you probably have a personal story to tell. Tell us a little bit about before you even joined construction. What made you say, I need to try this out? Uh, yeah, so, uh, man, about this time last year, I was overnight scrubbing toilets, you know, and uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys can see it here, but I got into a car crash and my, my head went through a windshield. Wow. And, uh, you know, my little brother was in the back of the car and uh, I knew not only it could have been me that left this earth, it could have been my little brother. And I knew I didn't want to just be someone out here just trying to live in that moment going off and just flying by the seat of my pants. I wanted to be somebody to actually plan, to actually put in work and be proud of myself, you know, mm -hmm. like cleaning up after people in the gym at four or five o'clock in the morning where everybody's doing Lord knows what, you see everybody else working towards a goal and you're just sitting there watching as time and life passes by. So that, that was really just like that starting point where I knew I needed to do something. Well, tell us a bit about, you know, how you found yourself on with Lydig. I mean, this is a really special opportunity and, I, and clearly you are taking advantage of it. How did you first hear about the opportunity? Yeah, um, so I, I did go to Rainier Beach. Um, Mrs. Bethea, she's, she's been a mentor to me over these past few years of my life. Um, she pointed me into this direction. She was telling me about all the opportunities and just tying in. I've always been real heavy in my community. Um, I used to work with the NAACP Youth Coalition back when I was in high school. And um, when we even fought to get Rainier Beach a renovation after so long it's the last time Rainier Beach had a renovation was 59 you know that's when it was built matter of fact so having her as a mentor she pointed me to the right direction she was really heavy on hey you need to be a face be a leader you've been a leader in the classroom time to actually go and hands-on and be a leader so then she pointed me to the direction of you know doing the hands-on training with, with Leidig and that's when I really f had that first interaction I'm going to tell you what, you're definitely doing it in the right city. You can see cranes and construction happening all over oh, yeah. Seattle, all over Washington. So you really have hit the nail on the head here, Israel, with the opportunity and it matching, you know, your commitment uh, to your family and what you're talking about in terms of changing your own life. What are some of the highlights that you have thus far after, you know, getting your hands dirty, as they say, and really being a part of all of this amazing production and, and redevelopment? Yeah, uh, man, the, the first things first 
it really is a brotherhood. Mm. Um, I came into that job site not knowing what to expect other than have your hard hat, your tools and be on time. You know, and that this it's a demanding job. It's a demanding career. But first things first, I couldn't even the first interaction with my journeyman. They already gave me a nickname, you know. <laughs> You don't really get to choose what names you get, but it's the name I got. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's definitely made me closer with them. And whenever there's been an incident or anything like that, they've been the first ones. Hey, we're here for you. Or if I got something going on, don't worry about it. We'll cover for you. You know, and it's it's nice having that, you know, it's nice having other men who are willing to do the same type of work as you, who are willing to go out and just put in work every single day, day in. And they have the same drive and they have the same direction as you. That's probably been my biggest takeaway is just knowing that I have these guys to my back day in and day out. Well, I could have asked then, too. I mean, as you talk about this brotherhood and building relationships with folks on the job, you also are getting to see people who were one day you right mm -hmm. years ago. And now you see how their career has flourished over time. Yeah. How does that, you know, resonate with you? And how do you respond to being able to understand, man, one day that could be me? You know what I mean? Five, 10 years from now doing, you know, at, at this level or making this amount of money or being a leader on these projects. Just tell us a bit about how that resonates with you. Yeah, um, for one, it resonates very deeply. I'm very goal oriented. But the other thing is I love competition. So like I said, <laughs> if anybody for anybody who has brothers, they know what it's like. You see one guy, you have one brother, it's like, hey, I want your position. I want your spot. Not coming at you in a threatening manner, but it's like, oh, you're the lead. Well, I want to be the lead. Mm -hmm. You know, once I once I journey, I'm, I'm planning on taking your position. Oh, I'm watching how you're running your, your crew and how you're solving these different problems. Let me take notes on how you're doing that so I can learn how to do it. I want to see, okay, you're the fastest one on the job site. Let me be faster than you. And it's definitely that whole idea of iron sharpens iron. Mm. Every day I come in, I feel like I'm getting better. And that's, that's the coolest part. And that's what I mean by like, it resonates deeply with me because every day I have to go back and reflect like, okay, wow, I am better than who I was yesterday. You know? Yeah, that's really, really inspiring. And it's so important. Um, I, I got to say, you know, there's so many things that you said that resonate with me. And one of those things is really being an example. You were talking about that could have been your, your little brother. Anything could have happened to you guys during that accident. Yeah. Now, what does it mean for you to now be that example for them? Right. And for other people that you may have went to Rainier Beach with that you're like, look, man, now I'm a part of, you know, building the new school here. Just tell us a bit about that, because I think you really exemplify some things that may make folks go, wait a minute, if Israel's can doing it, then I, prob I probably can do this too. Yeah. Um, well, the, the first thing I want to say is, you know, especially in our community and in, in that area anyway, trauma runs so deep. Yeah. And a lot of people, they're so hurt and damaged by that previous trauma, they don't even know where to look. So going back to that whole idea, when the opportunity comes knocking, if your head is to the ground, you're not ready to hear anything that's coming towards you. You know, and I, I say that to say like, okay, I could have just been so in my feelings and so depressed after that accident, but no, I'm here standing. Like, man, my, my body is still shaking up to this day. Like I was, I was hurting, but at the same time, I'm feeling so much better. I wake up and I attack the day from a different angle every single day. This isn't just me saying, oh, I'm this guy who's trying to go out and just ball out. No, like this is showing you that, hey, don't be afraid to lace up your boots, go to work day in and day out and really change something, not just in your community, but within yourself.
you know, and that's that's if that's if there's any message I can say, that'll be it. Yeah, that's really important. And I think so many um, young people, particularly we talk about the the gun violence in South Seattle and Mm -hmm. throughout the Central District. And we experience that at higher rates um, a lot of times in other areas. And we have in black community. It's really something that has been plaguing us for generations. And so I I really appreciate you saying that and having that strong message for others. Uh, We're also talking about redevelopment projects. I mean, this is what cities are made on. This is you know, uh, skyline, skyscrapers. This is some of the most iconic places in any city is about the the construction. It's about the architecture. It's about the buildings. So tell us what that means to you for you to be giving back to your community in this way while also getting paid. But it's like, once this is built, you're going to be like, man, I help do that. Tell us a bit about that for you. Yeah. um, Well, it's kind of like that whole idea of like, art imitating life or life imitating art, however you guys say it. Um, but it's, it's really that, where you talk about redevelopment, well, what are we gonna do to change the face of our community, right? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna just be something where we kick everybody out and then we we go out and we try to go backdoor everything. No, it's one of those things where it's like, every day you come in and you're gonna redevelop. Now you're reteaching everybody around you like, okay, you're not worth, your worth isn't determined by what everybody sees in you. Yeah. I mean, what do you think that says to the kid who goes to that school who already has self-image problems, right? Mm-hmm. And then they gotta go see that the school that we all know is predominantly, you know, a minority school, you know, it's the most diverse school in Seattle, mm-hmm. is also the least developed, mm-hmm. right? Everywhere else you go, they have these nice schools. I mean new stuff we still have we still have the bathtub type sinks you know the ones that are are shaped like a bathtub that you wash your hands in like like a pig trough almost and that's that's what you what do you think that says so when you talk about what cities are built on no this is what lives are built on this is what you know this is what we are and when you when you go back and you just change it's a little change that has a big impact. Mm-hmm. You know, when you change that, you'll see everything from kids actually wanting to come back to school. I mean, it's like when you get a new bike, you want to go back and ride it. Mm-hmm. And I say this to say like, yeah, once we redevelop this, this is just the first step. And then everything else, I promise you, will follow in line. Well, this is really exciting. I, you know, I know I've talked to uh, Lydic before, and we know that they're not just about, you know, bringing apprentices on only for this project. They are like, no, we're opening up our whole booklet of all of our projects. We're opening up our portfolio to give you that experience. Tell us about some of the projects you've been able to work on thus far. Yeah, so at this point, I've only been on the Lake Haven job site with uh, Rob, man, wonderful superintendent. He's He sweats the little stuff, you know? He's not just the big picture guy. He, every detail, he's there. He wants to make sure it's, it's going according to plan. And not just like with him being responsible for his job, but responsible for his guys. You know, there's been times where he's just offered me, hey, Let's go, let's go out to lunch, Mm. you know, stuff that he could do for anybody, but he cares about people so much. He's, he's going, he's going out of his way to just be there, you know? And like, I've never had that with the jobs I've worked, Mm. you know, and that's just, that's just one aspect. Then you got people who, oh, if you're lacking here, okay. We're not going to stop what we're doing, but we'll slow down just to show you. You know, when you talk about there's so many different ways you can implement that whole ideology of like it takes a village. Right. Mm -hmm. It's really like that on this job site. It's not just a one man show. Could you imagine this school that we're building right here? 
being done by one man, it would take years. Right. It would take decades. Right. It probably wouldn't even finish in their lifetime, right? But when you have all these people here, you know, able to do what they're doing, it's amazing. And I say all this to say, like with us opening up the way that we're, we're talking about now, it's not gonna be so closed off. Everybody will see what really goes on in construction. It's not this whole stereotypical where it's like the guy is just the big dope who's dropped out of high school or didn't finish high school to just go work with his hands because he didn't have any options. No, we're going here because we're visionaries. Mm -hmm. We see what's in the future. We're able to see a plot of land that has nothing done. We're able to go put our shovels to the ground. We're able to go dig. We're able to go work. We're able to set, you know, pour concrete and build from the ground up, set that foundation, right? And then build up and create something beautiful. Now, if that's not the definition of community, I don't know what is. Hey, you paint a very nice picture, Israel. I'm all the way with it. Uh, and, and before I let you go, I, I just want you to tell us about some of the highlights. I mean, the logistical highlights. Now, you are here, you are dressed, you are ready for work, clearly. Yes, um, what are some of the top things that really ring out to you in terms of what you've been able to experience being on these jobs and being able to be a participant now in you know, real construction work? Maybe it's, you know, hey, putting up that wall. I don't know. You tell me. What yeah. are some of the highlights for you? Oh, man. Like right now, just every day you come into a job site, you leave it looking differently. But the other thing on top of that is like we're having like right now on our job site, we're on our second building. We've already we for us carpenters, we've done almost everything we can in that first building. I mean, there's probably some more. I'm still a second period apprentice, <laughs> you know, but I'll tell you what, we, we're building a second building. We're doing footings. We're building. We've already built four. Yeah, four vaults now stuff that I didn't even know we could do. You know, just as a person who, who's never worked with their hands like this, right? Like we're setting stuff in ways that I didn't know you can do it. You know, you're we're running around setting panels and then when you're done, you're looking at it from the top down. And it's like, wow, I really did that. And that's what I'm talking about with like you set it on the ground, you build up and now you have it. Right. Yeah. And it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, I, I really appreciate your enthusiasm for this work. You are totally in the in your element and oh, in yeah. the zone. Yeah. Um, you know, before you're all the way done with us, I just want you to be able to give one tip to that young person out there who's like, man, you know, I, I'm struggling. I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I could do this. Look right there in that camera and give him that tip so that they can hear it directly from Israel himself. Man, um, if there's one one thing that I've taken away just in this past year is a leap of faith. Don't be afraid to just step. It doesn't even have to be a leap. It could be a step of faith. It could be a crawl to faith. I don't care, but just start moving forward. You know, don't, don't be so hesitant because at the end of the day, these opportunities aren't always going to fall into your lap. Sometimes you have to get up and go and get them. You know, that's my tip to you guys. Don't stop moving forward. Don't stop. There it is. Israel Presley. Thank you so much. And you know what? You didn't share your nickname with us. I mean. Oh, yeah. My nickname's Elvis. Okay. Yeah, they I call me feeling, Elvis. They I call had, me Elvis. We heard Rick say it earlier. I was like, I got to make sure that that's what he was talking yes, about. Well, uh, uh, Israel Elvis Presley, <laughs> thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, no really problem. appreciate you sharing your experience and uplifting others and really giving them an example to follow. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Absolutely. You guys, I'm telling you, there's so much inspiration on these jobs 
jobs. And what Build the Beach for Us by Us is doing is part and parcel of the Rainier Beach community. Clearly, he exemplifies that. Up next, I get to talk to Orlando. We're going to be catching up with him because he was one of the first people we talked to on this project. Can't wait to hear what he has to say about his experience thus far. Stay tuned, you guys. Thanks for watching. Welcome back to Build the Beach for Us by a Special. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and joining me right now is Orlando Norwood. He's one of the very first apprentices we were able to talk to about this amazing redevelopment project. What's up, Orlando? What's up? Hey, good to see you again. Good seeing you too. Well, you know, it's been a while since we caught up. Of course, the first thing I got to ask you is, how have you been since we last saw you? <laughs> I've been great. It's been it's been almost almost a year now. Now I'm I'm here. This this is where I'm I work at every day. So it's been great. Well, I got to say, you know, when we first talked to you, you were really um, adamant about how this was going to be life changing for you. And also that you really wanted to be an example to other folks that are not only at Rainier Beach High School, but folks in your demographic, right? Peers, uh, friends, uh, colleagues, to let them know that this was possible. Just tell us a bit about how that has flourished since we last spoke. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that, we talked about it. Yeah, so when we talked about it last time, we I talked about how I want to be an example for the kids, yeah. my colleagues, my my peers. Mm -hmm. And right now it just it just shows like you can do this cuz when back back then eight like eight months ago, I didn't think I didn't think I would be a construction worker. I didn't think I could even do any of this. And I definitely didn't think I could do this in Seattle because the rain is is crazy. But after all of all of this hard work and stuff, I I definitely would recommend being a construction worker, carpenter. It doesn't have to be a carpenter. It could be anywhere in the trade, but this is definitely possible. Yeah, and you are really modeling that. And you're talking about working uh, right here on this project. We are at Northgate Elementary. And again, this is uh, what I'm really loving to see with these redevelopment projects is that you don't have to shut the school down. And I know that same approach is going to be taken for Rainier Beach. Um, so tell us a bit about, you know, this job and you being up here at Northgate. Yes, I'm up here at Northgate. It's been eight, eight months here. And it's, it's just not easy, but with my crew and my foreman and my superintendents, they are working very, very hard with me, making sure I gotta do what I gotta do. And I can't forget about Rick, cause he's, he's always, he's always coming telling me if I need, if I need to be told something, he will tell me. So, and I, and I love that he's telling me because I need that information so I can improve myself every day. And every day is an improvement for me. Well, you know, this is a massive redevelopment project. I mean, looking at the current school uh, right now that sits next to this project right here, it is a fraction of the size of what you all are building here. Yeah. Tell us a bit about what some, some of the amazing things you've been able to do right here on this project. So like like today. So I'm going to start like like maybe like two, three weeks ago, I had a class and I've got to do like all the rough terrain lift, scissor lift, fork lift. And basically I aced all of that. Wow. So today, like today, my first time on the job site, I got to use the scissor lift, which is very, you know, I loved it. Cause 
I didn't think I would be able to come here and, and do that anytime soon. But now that I know how to use it and I was trained to use it, I got to use it today to, to do backings. And right now you can, you can see all, all the way around the whole job site, two of the three inch plywoods put together. We, it's called backing. And so I've been putting that up all day and like all week, really. I mean, I would tell you, Orlando, I, I love it because I can tell that you're excited about the work you're doing here. You're like, yes, it's something so special about learning something in a classroom setting and literally being able to apply it right away. So I, I feel you on that. You know, trust me, I understand it. Even from a production standpoint, when you learn something and then you get to do it, there's something really special about that. But also, too, you know, this right here, it, it really exemplifies what it means for the city to be making investments in its schools and you know you were it wasn't too long that you were just at Rainier Beach and you know we know that there's a lot that needs to be done there but tell us a bit about how these investments I, I think will impact the students that are going to be coming from the old Northgate Elementary to the new one and seeing all of this amazing work put in just for their school. This is not only going to impact the students we already have this is going to impact Seattle because this is going to bring students that look at beach as trashy, broke down, not developed. It's, what was it, 1960 we built the school? Mm -hmm. It's 2022. So we should have been had the school, new school, school built. You know, the school we have now, where we definitely been talking 2019. I went to, uh, I graduated in 2019. And I can tell you now, the whole four years from freshmen, mm -hmm. since I was a freshman, we was talking about rebuilding the school. And that's just crazy. Me coming as a freshman, the school's already not liked. Mm. But it's not the school that that makes Rainer Beach. It's the students. Yeah. That's why we, we just want to rebuild the school and make Beach a better place to be at. Yeah. You know, I think what you're you're talking about, the same will resonate here. I just went over to Northgate Elementary and looked around and even the administration, people get excited about a new development because it really does infuse new ideas, new opportunities, honestly. And you think about something like infusing technology into the space, which is so, so cutting edge and did not happen in 1959 when Rainier Beach was built. And so you're absolutely right right now. I I think new construction also presents new opportunities. So I really appreciate you saying that. And I know that that message probably resonates with all the students at Rainier Beach, all the students here at Northgate Elementary. And for any of those students who have gone through these kinds of redevelopment projects, it also uh, is really shaping the city, as you said, which I think you're so right about. Tell us a bit about, you know, how people have been uh, receiving you now doing this work, your family, your friends, you know, they've seen you for eight months, be dedicated. Tell us a bit about, you know, how they have really like received all of this commitment that you've poured into, the, you know, your new job. Well, I can tell you now, all my family, every every last one of them is proud. Like my pops, my mom, they both call me Big Pockets. <laughs> so that's that's the nickname they gave, gave me ever since. So because I like that I help out my mom every every day, whenever whatever she needs, she can have because I ain't have it at first. Mm -hmm. She had, she was helping me. So whatever she needs, she can have. And, and um, I be telling, I be telling all my peers, all, everybody, only the, only the committed can really do this. Only the committed. Mm. 
And I try to tell whoever can be committed should come and try to get in anywhere they can because this is where it's at. Building, I'm gonna be building beach. This is what this is what we've been talking about for I don't know since I I protest what back in 2017 when I was like a sophomore. We talking about rebuilding the school. I remember uh, 2019. They going. They was we had students going to the to the school meetings to talk about rebuilding school, and now it's finally happened. Yeah. And you get to be a bigger, a big part of that. And I know when we first talked to you, we asked you about what that means to you and how it's resonating with you. And now, you know, you have all these months under your belt and it, it seems like I don't want to put the words in your mouth, but it seems like I can foresee you doing this for a long time. When you think about your longevity um, in the construction field um, and industry, what are some of the things that you really aspire to now? Because it sounds like you've really found your calling, Orlando. I hope to just get as much skill and do as fast as I can. I, I just, it's really about skill in this work. Mm -hmm. As much as I can do as, as quick as I can. So right now I'm just working on skill and speed and and hopefully I can be in uh, maybe uh, Eric's spot somewhere <laughs> or even uh, my foreman, Luis. Mm. I, I would love to uh, run a crew or, or just being a part of crew is fine with me, but I would love to run a crew. And so that takes skill and knowledge. So yeah, that's what I'm working on right now. And, you know, hands on experience, I think is key to that, because uh, as a crew leader, you know, your crew has to know that you've been there and done it, done the work yourself. I mean, so much of this is about your experience and growing in that experience and being able to then lead others um, in the same way that you're being led. I really appreciate what you said earlier about Rick too. you know, coming to you and being able to talk to you. Tell us a bit about some of the relationships that you've been able to build while being on the job. Yeah, I built I built a lot of relationships, but one relationship I definitely built was with Rick. He's always coming to me with any any anything that I need to know. Like he he pays he's paying attention to me at work, seeing what I gotta do, talking to my coworkers, getting the information, seeing what I what I can improve on, and and that's a that's a big help because if if he don't tell me. Only I know what I know and whatever I can improve on, I would love to be told who, who wouldn't. Yeah, who wouldn't? And, you know, you were you're so right about that. And it's also, I think, a reflection of you are learning and then applying it quickly on the job. Tell us just a little bit about that, like a day in the life. I mean, a is day, it that? Yeah. Is it that you, you do some school over here and then they're like, go out there and like actually try it. Tell us a bit about that a day in the life. There's a, I've improved in a lot of things like like when uh like tape measuring. Hmm. I wasn't the best tape uh, reading the tape tape measure, but I'm pretty sure I, I can beat anybody in here, <laughs> you know. So, and uh, speed speed is uh, is definitely a thing because we we are working as fast as we work, the more money the company's making. And the more money the company's making, the more money we can make. Mm. So speed is definitely a, a top, top priority in this trade. 
Yeah. And you said it earlier, too, because, you know, speed with skill is key. Right. Mm. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. And also that really showcases what it means to kind of be on these jobs with other people who you guys are all working as a team, like one unit to make this happen. And we heard a little bit about the brotherhood and and, you know, this kind of family structure that these jobs can bring. Um, so I love that Rick is able to check in on you, make sure you have what you need and you know what you need to do. Tell us a bit about Lydic. I mean, Lydic has opened up its doors to you. Uh, you have grown with Lydic now over the last few months. Just tell us a bit about how that relationship has blossomed. The, the relationship with Lydic is great. Like, I wouldn't be here without Lydic. <laughs> so for them to open the door and not even know me like that, it's just, it's just amazing. And they really put their trust in me to be here every day on time, working hard, and I couldn't ask for more. So my relationship with Lydig is definitely great. They're, they're always checking in on me. I got uh, my uh, superintendent, Eric, my superintendent, Jason. They're always, they're always working with me. If I, need a, if I need a personal problem, I need a call off, I definitely always talk, talk with one of them. Mm -hmm. and, and they definitely have me covered. Well, you know, that's great to hear because as we talk about how these jobs get built and we talk about the commitment it takes, it also is going to take some understanding at times when you may have to step away or do some things with family. So it's great to hear that it's not just a force driving you to like, no, nah, you can't do that. You can't do that. But that you really have people who are listening to you and who are taking those things into consideration. Well, of course, before I let you go, Orlando, I got to ask you because you are a young black male, you, uh, you know, uh, uh, had ties obviously to the Rainier Beach area. We know it's been hit hard with gun violence and things like that. And we breached this subject with you the last time we were talking, but now you really are becoming that example that you talked about back then. And I want you to be able to look right there in the camera and just tell anybody who is like, man, I I'm struggling. I don't know if I can do this, what it's meant to you for you to be able to do this and now be big pockets for your mom and dad. <laughs> I could definitely tell you one thing. All you got, all you need is commitment. All you need is commitment, time management, and hustle. Those are three three keys that will get you far. Thank you so much, Orlando. I appreciate you sharing your experience with us and also being authentically you. It's so great to catch up with you. I'm so, so happy to see that you are resonating here in this field and that you're really taking this opportunity to the next level. Thank you so much for being a great example. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Oh, man. Inspiration all around. I'm telling you guys, this is exactly what it's about. You know, for me uh, and, and for what we do here at Converge, it's about showcasing these amazing stories. But also sometimes you have to be able to see behind the scenes and pull the veil back so that we can understand what it means to everybody who is participating in these kind of opportunities. I get the pleasure of talking to my guy, Patrick, right after this short break, you guys, because he's going to be telling us about how Lydic has continued their commitment to to build the beach for us by us right when we return welcome back everybody to build the beach for us by us special i'm your host trey holiday and i've been able to talk to some amazing folks doing the work this is another person who's been doing the work and being committed to it what's up 
Patrick McLaughlin. Thank you so much for being with me. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you know, we have been talking for months now, obviously, and as Orlando said, almost a year, but this is something that we wanted to make sure you had a long-term commitment, that Lydic is fully committed to connecting with community on this project for Rainier Beach redevelopment. Tell us a bit about how that's flourished over all these, these months. Yeah, um, I'd say maybe I'll uh, report some good stats we have right now. How about that? We'll start with that. So, um, you know, one of our focuses obviously is Wimby subcontracting. We've been talking about workforce today. Um, but as Rick will tell me, uh, our Wimby subcontractors are our best sources of diverse workforce. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's definitely some connection there. Um, and our strategy has been to uh, try to get as many Wimby bidders to participate. Um, they still have to be low to win the job, but we got to start with getting the bidders there. Mm -hmm. um, so, so far on this job, we've had over 80% of our uh, bids have either been a prime Wimby or had a sub-tier Wimby as part of their bid package. Uh, so that's starting to guess where we want to go. Uh, but then that's resulted in we've bid uh, nine packages so far. Um, and six of those nine have been either a Wimby Prime or a Wimby as a sub-tier. This uh, is really, I think those are good stats. And, and you know, we always talk about following the numbers. Numbers don't lie. And we need to be able to, I guess, really hold Lydic accountable. That's been our thing uh, heavily. So it's great to hear those numbers. And, and when you talk about Wimby, you're talking about women minority-owned business enterprises, right? Yep, correct. So I just want to make that clear because I think sometimes, you know, we, we want to dig into what that means a little bit. And I talked to you a little bit about this, Patrick, right? Where we know there's sometimes there's a husband behind the scenes, his wife is up front so that they can technically be Wimby. How do you guys really uh, build relationships with these Wimby businesses that you guys are now able to work with? Yeah, I think we have, it's a, it's a wide range. Um, we have some well-established um, uh, Wimby businesses that, uh, you know, participate um, in, the, in the past and will continue to, and we really haven't done that much work to get that. Mm -hmm. um, but then we've got a lot of community interest and we've heard a lot about community today. Um, and we're, we're getting a ton of interest in community members driving Wimby businesses to us that we haven't met before. Um, and so that's where we spend our Monday afternoons on one-on-one -on -one sessions, getting to know uh, new subcontractors. Um, depending on where they are in the process, some are just getting started and want to learn about the process, aren't ready to bid. Some are ready to bid today, we just haven't met them yet. Uh, so it's a real kind of wide range, but we're just committed uh, every Monday, we have three to five connect, uh, just set aside to connect and just keep doing the work. Well, that's really important. And it's good to know that you guys are staying committed to your approach with this. Um, you know, we didn't want it to be front loading, right? Where it's like, hey, we're coming out of the bag. We're gonna make sure that we're doing all this work on the front end, but you guys have really stayed committed to the commitment of, you know, community engagement. And you had all of those Thursday sessions, right? Every month, um, what, what has that brought to this project? Because it sounds like from what I'm hearing you say that, you know, a lot of folks are learning about this project and bringing Wimby businesses to you because you guys have been connected and committed to community engagement. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was just thinking, listening to Israel talk um, in Orlando about community, the uh, very early on before we started pursuing this, or at the beginning of the job, uh, there was a big master plan that was done by the Seattle Public Schools and had uh, community interviews and quotes. And one of them was, uh, community is how one gets gets things done at Rainier Beach. Mm. Um, and that one stood out to me back then. And I think just watching this community come together has just amplified that in a way that, um, maybe I didn't expect. I mean, it, it is a unique community and, uh, you know, we hear a lot about uh, Virginia. She is out there direct connecting uh, community members to us 
all day, every day. Uh, you hear Orlando and Israel. Um, there is just a ton of interest. Um, food trucks, subcontractors, workforce, just the community is um, something pretty cool to watch uh, in Rainier Beach and they are actively engaging and we're just asking for more and more of that. Well, you know, I love hearing that. And I think that it's so important. You know, um, that's been my my charge here. Right. You know, uh, for Converge, we wanted to make sure that you guys were really serious. And I'll say after all these months, you guys stay on it and you stay committed to it. But also, you know, you get to do some work. These guys were just talking about how these development projects really shape the city. And this is a huge, huge deal because you guys have been on multiple schools for Seattle Public Schools doing these redevelopment projects as you get to see that work shape up, Patrick, and you look back, you know, you step back and then you see the new design, full-fledged, you see students in these new buildings. Tell us a bit about how, you know, you respond to that as your work is a major part of making that happen. Yeah, I think, you know, hearing about, um, you know, the reflection that students can have of the building and what that does to them and, and what, you know, hold your head up high. And I think this new facility is, uh, going to be awesome. Um, it's not going to solve all the problems. Um, but I think there's no, they'll be able to hold their head up high in this new building. And that, uh, that is rejuvenating a little mm -hmm. bit. It, it keeps you going. You know, I've talked about it before. A lot of this work has highs and lows. Um, but every time we get to hang out with this crew here, every time we hear some of those little tidbits, it, it kind of gives you that motivation to keep going, uh, fight through the low points and, and keep doing the work. Well, yeah, as we're sitting here at uh, Northgate Elementary, I am so impressed already. And, you know, uh, walking through here, they're like, have you been on a construction site? And I'm thinking, yeah, but Beverly, never this massive, right? <laughs> like I, I was, I walked into the old building and I was like, oh, okay, are they setting up over here? And they're like, oh no, let's take you around the block. And I'm like, whoa, I come up upon this amazing, huge construction. Um, this is life-changing for the Northgate community as the Rainier Beach development is going to be life-changing for that community and there's something so special about that so I just wanted to say I appreciate Lydic for doing that work and you know it's a great thing to kind of see our city evolve while keeping the community sacred right which I think is so key and we haven't seen in other kinds of development projects tell us a bit about that because obviously you guys take a very specific approach there's something different with schools but it's like this new school is inclusive of all of the community that has been at the old school tell us a bit about that because that has to be intentional. Well, I think the, I mean, one of the greatest things uh, or the tools we have right now is the SCWA agreement, the Student and Community Workforce Agreement that we've talked about a little bit. Um, and while we are focused on the Rainier Beach community um, and Rainier Beach uh, alumni and parents, um, that entire group is part of a larger group that is prioritized by CL Public Schools. Um, so their current bond is something in the neighborhood of 1.4 billion with a B. Um, and they, that district has entered an agreement that says, we are gonna prioritize on our workforce that's building that billion dollars of work. Uh, our SPS students, if you're a SPS household, uh, if you're a person of color, if you're a, a woman apprentice or journey worker, those are the people that we wanna prioritize on our job. Um, and then that makes my outreach a lot easier to go to go when we have an owner uh, that has set those clear priorities and we just have to go implement them. Um, that's that's a great place to be as a contractor when we recruit. Well, it, I think it also gives Lydic some different kind of experience because we've talked about this before, how, you know, other construction companies are looking at how Lydic is doing this and they're going, man, you know, how can we learn a little bit? So how do you guys take some of those metrics into other jobs that may not have those requirements? 
Yeah, I think the, we're really trying to build um, the strongest crews, period. It doesn't matter who it is. We are uh, building strong carpenters, strong apprentices, uh, journey workers. And, um, you know, Israel and Orlando are setting the tone. They're talking about being leaders. And that's what we're looking for, no matter who you are, as part of our crew. So it is really easy to, uh, when you have a strong crew like that, we just take them to every job. It's not about one project and we lay everybody off. Uh, we're just building Leidig's workforce for the future. Um, and it's, it's one project at a time and it happens to be Rainier Beach. Um, but when we're done with that and move on, we're going to have that same crew. They might be foremen or uh, superintendents at some point, uh, but we're going to keep them as long as we can. Oh, man, you know, this is a beautiful thing to hear. And, you know, I, I want to remind our audience because development projects take a while, Patrick, as we know, you guys have been pounding the pavement all this time and we haven't even broke ground yet. Tell us a bit about the, the timeline for this project. When does that happen? What is it looking like? And then when are people going to be able to walk into the brand new doors of Rainier Beach? Yeah, we uh, we actually snuck out there and broke ground a little bit. Okay. Uh, so we're out in the little back corner uh, doing some geothermal wells, um, which is uh, something we've talked about a little bit here before. Uh, well, I think geology rocks comment from Mari, if I remember right. But uh, basically, we, we have 300 wells that are 350 feet deep. I think it's something like 20 miles of wells to drill. Uh, so we started that out in the back corner. Uh, but the main building is really going to start at the end of the summer. Um, and so that will that'll be when you see kind of for real the construction project start. It's going to be next to the existing school. So we're not going to be um, having to relocate the students. And that was really important to the community. Um, so it's going to be um, from basically this summer to the... Um, start of the 2024 school year is the current plan uh, to try to get that first phase done um, and then move everybody over and then we'll tear the existing down and finish the last bit. Wow, this is uh, it's exciting all around. And I, I just want to say again, you know, this commitment has been serious. You know, as we think about how you guys are moving into the next phases of this project, how can the community stay engaged in Build the Beach for us by us? I think uh, the, the single one place to always check back in is uh, buildthebeachforusbyus.com. Um, so we always have whatever the next event is, is posted there. You can register. Um, so we've had a um, IBEW electrical event um, coming up this weekend. We have a mechanical and plumbing event by our subcontracting partner, Apollo and Adept. I think Shelton was uh, with Adept, was on the show a while back. Um, so they're helping put on uh, kind of a hands-on demo for anybody interested in that, any community members. Um, and then the following Saturday, we're doing a carpentry event. Um, and so it's actually the same event where we met Israel in Orlando uh, last year. Uh, so from that event, they're on our job sites now. Uh, so there's real opportunity for anybody that's interested to come out and uh, just try. It's basically going to be uh, kind of some uh, carpentry skill stations, try out, um, you know, reading the tape measure, uh, screwing screws in, hammering nails, those kind of carpentry things. Um, but just get a feel for it. Um, so that'll be on the 11th and all of those will be posted on our website and just keep checking in. Uh, once you register, you'll get notifications. And uh, so a lot of workforce stuff right now. So contract bidding and stuff will help will come later. Well, the, the last thing I want to say is for anybody out there who's listening to this and who's thinking, you know, I need to come to one of these events. What would it look like for me to come to the event and one day be hired by Lydic in the apprenticeship program and to do this work alongside all of this brotherhood and sisterhood <laughs> they were talking about earlier on these jobs? What does that timeline look for somebody who may be interested? Yeah, it's um, it depends a little bit, but uh, for I'll say uh, maybe I'll give Israel Orlando story is we were able to connect. I think last June um, there was a pre-apprenticeship program. So before you set foot on site, uh, there's an enter the apprenticeship. We do a, basically a pre-training to give you some basic skills, safety and things like that. 
Um, so they went through a pre-apprenticeship, I think in July and August, and then we're on the site, uh, something like September-ish. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of, that worked out pretty well with that flow. Um, the pre-apprenticeship class is really the key piece of the timing of when the next one is. Um, so I think the, um, it might be a little later in the fall this year uh, for the carpenters. If you're interested in any other trade, um, so Lydig hires carpenters direct. If you wanna be a iron worker, if you wanna be a plumber, electrician, um, then that's where you can connect with us. You can connect with Rick at R3. Um, we can get you in touch with the right pre-apprenticeship class um, and get you on that, on that path. This is really exciting. I'm telling you, this is something where, you know, as a Converge in media, we've just been connected to this since the beginning. And so we're all excited about the next phases of this project. And I'm telling you right now, when those doors open, I'm gonna wanna be there with my bells on because I know how important this is to the community and how, you know, intentional Lydic has been to ensure community was really at the center of this. Patrick, as always, thank you so much. You bet, thank you. Absolutely. Whoa. You guys hear, heard it right here from everybody on this project, you know, listening to the apprentices on this project, being able to talk to somebody like Rick Dimmer, who is so intentional with his nonprofit to be sure that he is a liaison for all of these folks coming into this project. And then to be able to end it with Patrick, you know, a Lydic employee himself, who's just an employee extraordinaire. They are really doing this work. And I want to encourage you guys, if you are looking for opportunities to maybe do a career change, you know, you don't have to be a young person. They're accepting all types of people. I want to make sure that is clear to you out there. You know, if you are, you know, somebody who was born and raised in the Rainier Beach area and you want to put your hands to the soil to see this school be redeveloped, if you are somebody who maybe just got out of incarceration, you know, they are talking about they're accepting all types of people. And if you are a young person, you guys heard it right here from Orlando and from Israel, you guys get to be one of those people that could possibly change your life with this opportunity. Shout out to Build the Beach for us, by us, for their intentionality. I think it's the key word we keep saying every time we talk to them because it comes across so clearly. I'm so grateful that us right here at Converge were able to shine a light on all the great work happening at Build the Beach for us, by us. Thank y'all for watching. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.